0: Hello and welcome to the Roger Report podcast in association with Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. My name's Rich Spate and I'm joined down the line from Sunderland by uh, Matty Crichton. How are you this evening, Matty, after that 2 uh, 1 defeat?
1: Yeah, frustrated. I think it's a tough one to take. I think we had some really good moments of the match, but we failed to score our chances. Charlton got two against the runner play and it. it we were going to lose eventually, but whenever it happens, it's just really frustrating.
0: I absolutely, I can't can't disagree. You know, it's been a a great kind of unbeaten run. I think stretching right back from um, this time in in February, wasn't it, Sam? Um, got Sam Blatty down the line as well from Sunderland. How are you, mate?
2: I'm um, just to echo what Matt he said. It's disappointing, but I think it's important to not overreact. Take it for what it is. It's our de- first. It's our first defeat in. Fourteen games or something like that. Like Matty said, you're not going to win every game, mm. but it's disappointing, especially when Peter and Hull win. But hopefully, he wouldn't bounce back.
0: Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, it would if one of or both of them had kind of slipped up today as well. It wouldn't feel quite as uh, crushing, really. But they both won three nil away from home, which uh, is convincing, really. Puller against Plymouth, who we've got coming up as well, so we've got to be at least matching those results going forward, don't we, Matty?
1: Yeah, I think we've been talking about how obviously it's in our hands because we've had these games in hand, but now with a loss today with those two winning, it really does put the pressure back on us. And I think the, the most important thing here is, you know, the players need to reflect, they need to look, you know, we've lost a game, it happens, but it's about the reaction. It's how we bounce back. It's how we take this defeat and think, you know what? It's not over. We still are in a great position to achieve promotion. And, that's the most important thing coming out of this game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was a funny one as well. I mean, in terms of formation, Sam, it, it, it seemed to be, I don't know, I, I'm not sure that the players are entirely comfortable with the kind of very fluid formation that we had, which seemed to go from four at the back to three at the back, to uh, four at the back and back again. What did you think of the kind of the way that um, Johnson had the team set up today, Sam?
2: Yeah, it was it was a weird one, wasn't it? Because I think we saw the effect with the wingers. I think Gooch was having to track back a lot because I don't know whether he was sort of as playing as sort of a right wing back and then told to go forward. But it was kind of like it it did look a bit like people were were not on the same wavelength as what we were doing in and out of possession. But I don't think we started badly. But yeah, I think the formation raised a couple of eyebrows, especially with Jones not starting the game as well.
0: Yeah, that, I mean. In terms of the team selection, Matty, that was the big kind of the big thing when I when I saw at two o'clock was where's where's Jones? Oh, Gucci's in there. Was that a big surprise for you? And why why do you think you might have made that selection?
1: Yeah, I think it was a massive surprise. But the only reason I can think behind it is that perhaps with him recovering from that injury, you know, we're in we're in the era of like sports scientists. Perhaps Johnson was told Jones can only last X amount of minutes because. If you're comparing him and Lyndon Gooch, you know Lyndon Gooch is not a bad player, but Jordan Jones is a far better player. He's far more effective. And I'd fail to believe that Johnson would have selected him over him. I feel as though it must have been something to do with Jones only being able to complete a certain amount because I, I just couldn't see it the other way. You may well
0: be on something there, actually, <laughs> Matty. Um, and and Sam mentioned the quick start to the game as well. And, and I think that was really important. Let's just go through some of the... Um, the, the key points really in that first half, and um, we had Charlie White missing. I thought with a glorious chance on on the fourth minute when he was played through, nice ball through from um, Aidan McGeady, and he and he had a volley at the front post and he put it just wide. And then on ten minutes, the possibly the chance of the game for Sunderland when he's won, nicked the ball through some good pressing. He's one on one with the goalkeeper, you know, he did really well to steal the ball, he did really well to get the ball to the edge of the box, but then he couldn't get the the ball over the keeper. I don't know what you thought about that, Sam. Do you think he was unlucky or do you think he should have done better?
2: Um, I think it's a bit of a mixture. My initial reaction was unlucky because I feel like it was a good save. Um, maybe he could have got a, a yard or so more height on it and it's a goal, but mm. one thing I will say, and it might be testament to Wyke, is a year ago or two years ago, he's cleaned through there and I don't even go to the edge of my seat, so the fact that I had a bit of confidence in him shows how far he's come but it was a good save from the keeper, but um, you want your striker to be scoring one-on-one at the end of the day, don't you? Especially with someone who's got as many goals as Wyke
0: has. Aye, certainly, and I mean, I thought he telegraphed it a bit, I thought it was quite obvious that he was going to try and chip it there, I don't know if you agree with that, Matty.
1: Yeah, I, it, it's frustrating because I think Sam's right to say, you know, Wyke's getting in the positions and Certainly, his form this season, you you have gained confidence of him scoring in those positions. But for me, he's had two glorious chances at the start of the game. And we're strikers on their goals and they've both not hit the net. You could argue the second one's a very good save from Amos, but he's missed two crucial strikes that could have put us 2-0 up very early. And then we're sat here talking about a very different game. So it's just one that's frustrating, but I, I do think he has to score those.
0: No, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it would have been a completely different game. But it stayed open, didn't it? I mean, they went up the other end. They hit the post off a, a free kick that was curled in. I think O nine got a touch on it and an in-swinging free kick from the, the right-hand side and and it bounced away off the post. And then Ead McGeady plays a, a fantastic ball in. Um, Ead O'Brien has a, a header right in the centre of the goal and was one of the best saves I've seen for a very long time by Amos, their goalie. It looked like it hit the post. And and then when you look at the replay, he stuck his hand out and, and got a really strong hand on it and pushed the ball up and away. Fantastic save. But then it, it went scrappy again. And on 27 minutes, In McGeady gave away the ball on the edge of the box. And I thought that kind of put the willies up us a bit in terms of it seemed to unnerve us. And they went away and, and scored on 30 minutes. Free header off a corner. And then it was parried by Burge and Josh Gowan, possibly could have done better. Sam, I'd, um, we were having a little chat about this in the group. Uh, you thought Burge was, was at fault there? I, I could be
2: just comparing them to their keeper because obviously before that like, you've got their keeper pulling off two great saves and then Burge is asked to sort of lie on the ball or at least parry it away and he just parries it straight up in the air. But I think he might have been a bit unsighted because I know mm. Lee Johnson was having a word with the fourth official. There was a lot of bodies in front of him, but... I I just feel like I'd want me keep to maybe do better there, but also then Scowan doesn't help the case when he comes across and just kicks it into net, does he?
0: Well, he he skewed it, didn't he? I, I mean, my thought about Burge was it did come from behind players, and to be frank, yeah, you know he did well to, to get down because you see you could see he was unsighted, and he and he kind of gambled that it had gone down to his his left, and he put his body in the way, and it and it popped up. I I I really thought Josh going could have done. A hell of a lot better there. The only other incident, really, I noted down in the first half was Callum McFadden getting a really good shot away. Uh, they keep making a good save uh, just after they scored, which kind of did spring us into action. But half-time, we we go in 1-0 down. Uh, there's no changes made at half-time. And then it's uh, a bit of a, a poor start to the second half, wasn't it, Matty? And they hit the post and then scored a minute later. So uh, what did you make of that first part of the, the second half?
1: I don't think we came out second half. I don't think it was the reaction we all would have wanted to see. Mm. I think we were very flat. We weren't creating the same way we did in the first half. I think the only chances we really had at the start of the second, I think McGeady had a couple of half ones from outside the box. But I felt for Charlton going forward, you had Giasimi, he was doing a number on uh, Max Power. He looked dangerous. And I think also as well, uh, Jaden Stockley absolutely mm. bullied our defenders because from open play up until the second half, Charlton weren't too effective. But every time they had a set piece or a corner, you could see even height for height. You know, we just weren't a matchup. And they always looked dangerous every time you've seen an aerial ball come in. And mm. they just, they started to look more likely to score. And it obviously we started more likely to score. So it was frustrating to see we didn't really come back into the game.
0: Do you think there was a bit of confusion around when they did get their second goal? Because we were going to bring four subs on. And then it was two, and we brought O'Brien. Was it O'Brien off for uh, Conor McLaughlin? And it, it, the subs didn't seem to match up.
1: It looked a bit of a mess for the goal because if you look, yeah. if if you end up looking, I think it was Gooch had left his man, but then he was meant to be substituted, I think, or or was substituted just after. And then you had this massive gap, and I was sort of looking for someone to blame, whether it was Sanderson should have been closer or O'Nien was too far to the left. But there was such a huge gap in that middle part of the pitch, so perhaps you're right to suggest the organisation wasn't there.
0: I, I really thought it looked it looked absolute shambles, to be frank. Uh, that uh, you know, in the lead up to that, but then you know, we we did react, and the subs I thought once they were all on did affect the game and did change the game, and we did look more threatening again. And then we had Josh Gowan popping up with a. A diving header, Sam. That that was a interesting goal. It was a double save again from Amos who who kept out um White and then he kept out uh, Stewart. And the ball skews up in front of Josh Cowan and and he manages to to get a decent header uh, on goal, which was away from the defenders and crept in over the line. Were you pleased to see Josh Cowan actually getting a goal? I know I've I've said it. I know there was saying on the commentary as well. Danny uh, Collins was saying he's been. Um, waiting for Josh Gowan to get that goal. Was it good Good to see him yeah, finally kind of breaking his duck this season?
2: Yeah, I think it was. Um, he didn't have the best first half, but I thought he was better in the second. And it was a good sort of instinctive finish to uh, throw a diving header at it. it was a, he kept it down and he did well, to be fair. So the thing is with Scourney, he seems to get in good positions on the edge of the box. And then I think it was after the goal, he sort of chipped it up, laid himself off and then mm-hmm. just sliced it again wildly over the bar. So, if he can work on a bit of shooting and composure, he could chip in with quite a few goals, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, I completely agree. I've been saying that for a, a little while. He's, he's clearly got goals in him. It's just a bit of confidence. And, you, and you're seen him flicking it up, as you say, and and having a go just after he scored. So, maybe it is just a, a big confidence thing with him. We put on a lot of pressure after that. Um, I thought it was five minutes of constant pressure. But once that dissipated... I don't think we ever looked like we were really going to get that equaliser. Do you agree, Matt?
1: Yeah, I think we had a sort of a half chance with Ross Stewart where Mm. he had that header. Other than that, I don't think we put enough pressure on Amos later on. I expected after Scowan's goal for us to really push on, you know, start peppering the goalkeeper. But I don't know if we lacked a bit of belief or whether it was just a bit of lack of quality or confidence because obviously the forward's... It wasn't their day, but it wasn't really the push for a late equaliser I wanted to see. I think we could have done a bit more. And Stuart, when you see that chance back, I think I think he heads it sort of down. And if he picks a corner from the how close he was, he probably would have scored.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, he did struggle to get a bit of uh, power on it, but I was disappointed with that one right at the end. Yeah, so that was the game. We never got back into it. We haven't got any three-word reviews yet, lads. So um, I'll I'll uh, I'll come to you really with a a general question about the kind of what what Lee Johnson needs to do after that result. What would you be saying if you were in this position uh, now? Kind of the debrief after the after the game, Sam.
2: Um, I think just obviously let them know it wasn't good enough because I think they'll know that. But if we go back to the first half, like we were talking about, if Two of them, three great chances going, but winning two nil and slow the mm. game down. It's completely different, so it's just unlucky. But it's a huge game on Tuesday now, so we need to bounce back because obviously if we'd won today, we could we could have been second on Tuesday. So it's it's still massive to win your game in hand. I think the overall message should just be we need to improve. But it's one of those games you you're not going to win every game, so it needs it needs to be an anomaly though. We need to bounce straight back.
0: Yeah, certainly. Personally, I, I could see us going out and and. Winning by a few on Tuesday, to be honest, as a, mm. as a response. I mean, that's what I would be saying is to go out and show how good we are. Because I don't think yeah. we actually showed how good we were today, Matt Matthew. I don't know if that's what you think, but I I thought we were below par, and there was performances across the pitch that just weren't with it.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's mixed because I think, you know, like I said earlier, if, if we did get those. Early goals, it's a different game. But I think certainly defensively, we've conceded two very soft goals. I yeah. think we've been bullied from set pieces. And like I say, at the end of the game, I, I think we could have given a bit more. I think it's just a case of the players sort of need reminding, you know, of the task at hand. It's important not to panic, but it's equally important to tell them, you know, you need to raise your standards. We, if we keep losing games, it's, you know, we're not going to go up. If it happens once, you know, it's important, the reaction. But we need to now bounce back, get some wins and get our promotion race back on track. No, I think you're absolutely right.
0: So um, let's let's go into the player ratings. A um, bit of a change from my tradition. Uh, Sam, I'm going to come to you first for your overview of Lee Burgess' performance and your rating.
2: Um, i have just kind of give Lee Burge a standard five. Personally I think he could have done better for the first goal, I don't think he could have done much for the second, I know it went under him or through his legs but all he can do in that situation is rush out to the forward. I thought actually the lad who hit the post just before the second goal, he really should have scored but I thought Burge did well to sort of put him off and just mm-hmm. throw himself towards him. He also made a decent save, um, I think oh nine 9 gave the ball away, near the corner flag and the cutting side and that was a decent save so... It wasn't his best game, but he didn't really have an awful lot to do, apart from the goals, to be fair, so five from me.
0: No, I mean, that's right. I mean, the, the stats for this game, you know, show a dominant Sunderland performance, mm-hmm. just just, uh, just to um, flip back slightly before we go through the rest of the, the team. We had 15 shots, um, six on target. They had seven shots, three on target. You know, we had 62% possession as well, but... Those are not the, the the key stats. So I'll come to you, um, Matty, for, for your rating of Max Power.
1: Yeah, I, f- I felt like this performance from Max Power's been coming. We've seen him sort of struggle against PSC Wingers. Obviously, he is a makeshift right-back, but today I thought he really struggled against Jayasimi. He got spinned by him a few times. He looked nervous when he was facing him up 1v1. I think, as well, he, he couldn't get forward as much. To We normally praise him for the crosses he puts in, but I think... Because of Jayasimi's pace, he wasn't sort of bursting forward to put those in because he was sort of scared to leave the space in behind. So I did think he was improved when he went into midfield, looked a bit more comfortable, but it was a five out of 10 for me today.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've... I've- Gone with the same. I think Chris on on the ratings today has gone a little bit higher. He's gone with six. I think he might be more generous than well than I've been overall in his ratings, um, and uh, which does bring me on to Callum at Fadzine, uh which is uh, I'll take. I thought best game for Sunderland. I thought um, he was really bright early on. He was pushed really high up the pitch in the formation, um, but he, he he performed well that high up the pitch. Some fantastic balls down the channel. That shot on 32, I thought he did ex- exceptionally well to actually get it away. It was really good technique. Um, some nice crosses. And to be frank, uh, and I'm sure we'll come on to this when we look at Lee Johnson's performance. I was very surprised to see him come off on 62 minutes. I mean, I know he wants to to, to, to give Denver Hume uh, some game time, but to bring probably our best-performing player off at that point, I thought it was a strange decision. And I've given Cal McFadden a well-deserved seven. So, um. We're going to come to uh, you, Sam, for your rating of uh, Lugo 9. Um, it wasn't a... Overall, I don't think it was a great performance from Lugo 9, to be honest. I,
2: I feel like he's sort of run his course at centre-back. I think he's done outstanding, much better than I think. If if you'd said to me that Lugo 9 was going to play centre-half for this amount of games and play this well and would, would wouldn't concede that many goals, I think he's he's done a lot better than everyone, any, everyone would have hoped. But I think... Mm-hmm. Game by game, now we're just seeing that we need Bailey right back for that sort of older, more experienced figure at the back. I've given 09 a 5. I know you touched on this in the group chat, Rich, but his, his positioning was a bit poor today. I know for the chance where they hit the post, it sort of looped over his head. Mm. He got stuck a bit under the ball. He hit the post from a flick header, nearly an own goal. So, um, yeah, just a 5 for me.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, just to expand slightly on on that, I think he looks really vulnerable when the ball's played between him and Sanderson. And that, yeah. and, and that's that's entirely because he's not a natural centre-back. I think you're a little bit generous, and I think Chris is really generous, giving him a six. Uh, but um, we'll move on anyway. Um, Dion Sanderson, Matty. E.
1: Yeah, I thought first half it was very usual Sanderson's. Passing was very good, driving out of the ball. I thought he was steady. Um, second half I felt like this was the sort of the impact of the whole defence but we did go on the ropes a bit and I'm not necessarily blaming Sanderson but a lot of players started to go out of position which sort of led to him losing a bit of composure and touching on the second goal I would like to see it back properly mm. but I did question at first whether he could have came across quicker he was marking someone so I would like to see it a slower frame but I don't know if he was maybe a little bit slow for that, but I did give him a six overall because I thought he was—he he had a steady game. He wasn't really at fault for anything massively.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what I gave him. That's what Chris gave him. I think that's a fair rating. I've got um Carl Winchester on my list. I thought, despite the fact that I actually I think he's a really decent player, I thought this was one of his poorer games for Sunderland. Um, I thought he lost the ball reasonably easy in the middle during the first half. He wasn't particularly influential. gave away a couple of fouls that I, uh, I you know, you don't want to see. They seem to get a lot of fouls just inside our half that that gave them the chance to put the ball in the box. Um, and yeah, and I wasn't surprised to see him taking off on uh, 59 minutes. I've given him a five, which is possibly a little bit generous. Um, Sam Josh Scowan, the goal scorer at both ends. <laughs>
2: It's a weird one for Scurran because at half-time I had him down as a four, which might be a bit harsh, but I just thought he was he was giving away daft fouls. Obviously, the goal we've touched on, I feel like he, he could have done a lot better. And I never really feel comfortable with him on the ball. He sort of seems to panic as a centre midfielder. Mm. I know his game is more off the ball. I thought second off, I thought he was actually very good. Um, he, he played his game well. There was an incident where we had the ball... And we we'll give it away down the right hand side, and he quickly nicked it back and won a free kick. And he's great at stuff like that, sort of just buzzing around the play. Really good finish for the goal. So, I'm, I think I'm going to give him a six overall. Could be a five, but he scored. He scored, and I think he he redeemed himself. Second half, so a six from me. Yeah, I think that's
0: very, um, very very fair. Um, Aidan O'Brien, Matty.
1: Yeah, do you know what? I was very pleased to see that O'Brien was back in the starting eleven because I think we've seen. Although he doesn't do a lot of massive things himself, he does bring out the best in Charlie Mm Wyke. I did feel as though they linked up quite well, and I can't fault O'Brien's work rate. But I do feel for the McGeady cross when he headed it, he had to score for me. Because if you watch the header back, it's very, very central. And if he picks a corner, he would have scored. And then we're talking about a different game. So on the basis that we do have to judge our strikers for scoring goals, I'd have to give him a five.
0: Absolutely, absolutely fair. Um, Altair Magidi, one fantastic cross on 16 minutes. This is after he'd set up that for for White, so he was setting up chances. I thought though, overall, his performance dropped off. Um, it's probably a six in general. I thought he just wasn't very influential when he went out on the right at all towards the end of the game, and uh, that's when you, that's when we need him. So Sam Lyndon Gooch.
2: It was a bit of a frustrating one from Gooch, I've got written down that in the first half I thought he was really good defensively, he was sort of getting back Mm. in a lot and he made a few blocks and tackles but that's not where we want to see Gooch on the ball, we want to see him being direct and it's just a bit of a frustrating one, there was a few times where he was running down blind alleys instead of just playing the easy pass maybe and I I know we said earlier but he he lost his man for the second goal, I don't know if it was actually his man or whether he's just the one closest because you sort of seem to be playing in defensive midfield role. Mm. So I've I've just given a five. It was a bit of a frustrating one again from Gooch, which we're seeing a bit too often lately.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what I've given. That's what Chris has given. Um, So I think that's a very fair rating. And uh, you've got Charlie White, uh,
1: Matty. Yeah, I think I've jinxed him because I'd, I'd wrote on talking points after the Posh game that he hasn't scored in four games, but I didn't feel there was much need to worry. But obviously... Today, I think he battled well. You can't fault his work rate. You know, even for Scowan's goal, he'd you know he done well to get the shot off and good movement, but it just wasn't going in for him. And at the end of the day, he missed two very big chances. I think the one on five minutes he puts wide, that's got to hit the target. The chip, you could perhaps say it's a good save, but 1v1, you want to back his striker to score. And Charlie Wyke's let us down for the goals today, so I'd have to give him a five. Yeah,
0: I think... I Possibly a little harsh. I thought his work rate bumped him back up to a six for me after yeah, those, those misses. But I no, I, I can completely I can completely see your point there. So um we made we made four subs and they were on for quite a while, but I'll take them all in summary. Um I thought uh, Conor McLaughlin um a few decent balls in. Um didn't didn't look like he had much pace. He looked like he he, he was a bit leggy. Um so I'll give him a five and a half. Um, Jordan Jones, he came on. He was very much involved in everything. Um, uh, I thought a couple of wasteful crosses, but you're going to get that. I give him a I because he was in the middle of everything. I give him a six. Denver Hume thought he came on, looked really bright. Um, one poor cross in 82. Like I think Danny Collins said, he he took a touch when he really didn't need to, but then made a really vital block on 89 minutes when when they looked like they were gonna. Um, put the game to bed, uh, and and he threw himself in front of the, the ball, so I've given him a six. Ross Stewart, so well, I thought, came on, caused them loads of trouble. Some great flick-ons. Um, he combined well with Charlie White, um, but that back post chance oh, at ninety minutes. You know, you you, you got a six foot five striker, however, however big he is, he's got to he's got to be putting his own power on that. So five and a half, I think. Um, Man of the match, lads. Now, I, I can see that this one's going to give, uh, be a little bit uh, <laughs> controversial. Sam, who have you gone for for your man of the match?
2: Probably the first game in a while where I actually I don't know who to give it to. Um, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but probably Mick Franson. I agree. I thought it was definitely, like you said, his best game in the Sutherland shirt. And I thought, going forward, when we were pinning them back, he was a good outlet and he also allowed McGeady to get in and around the box and outside the box, so... I'll I'll
0: give it to McFadden. fair play at home. Really good game. Aye, I I can't disagree. Um, Matty, who's your man of the match?
1: Yeah, I agree that McFadden was good, but I'd have to give mine to McGee. I thought if Aidan O'Brien and Charlie Wyke finished the dinner, he would have had two assists. And I think going forward, first half, everything we did well came through him. So he was a standout Sunderland player for me.
0: Um, I think that's fair enough, but I'm going to give it to Calum Fadzing. You know, he's he's, he's coming for a bit of stick from us on this pod, from from when, what we write on the website, um, from from other sources as well, quite rightly because we've got standards. But you know what? He's responded to the fact that he's now got competition for his place, and just on the on his performance on those 62 minutes he was on the pitch, I thought he was great, and so he's our man of the match this evening so uh, it brings us on to lee johnson now You're you're rating for lee johnson sam
2: it's a difficult one because i thought the decision not to start jones was an odd one but like matty touched on earlier i think if jones was able to start he would start and i don't see why he wouldn't i thought he was good making the four subs again but like we said i think we've got a big call out for the second goal and it's a bit unlucky but if the players aren't all prepped to come on and they haven't got the instructions, maybe wait until you bring them all on and change the game around. Mm-hmm. So I'll give, them a, I'll give them a six maybe for the game. might be a bit harsh considering how well we've been playing, but based off this game,
1: there was a few questionable things.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've given them a five. Matty, you what's your rating quickly?
1: Yeah, six. I, I don't think we can question him too much. I thought the team selection was fine, and I felt he was a bit let down by the missed chances. And as you mentioned earlier, the statistics show that we should have won the game. I think it's just an unlucky day.
0: Uh, an unlucky day at the office, then for Sunderland. <laughs> and and you know we we've been on this massive unbeaten run, two months unbeaten. It was going to happen. Let's hope that this is the only. Uh, defeat we have before the end of the season and and if that's the case I still think we're going to go up Um, Sunderland's next game is 6 o'clock on Tuesday evening and I'm glad I just looked at the fixtures otherwise I would have been tuning in just after half time, so um, yeah we look forward to that and we'll uh, speak to you then